Mark Few and the Bulldogs staff are all over the recruiting trail during the summer months, and today we're going to discuss the biggest targets for the Gonzaga Bulldogs and how Trailblazers star Damian Lillard could play a key role in Gonzaga landing a top 40 prospect in the class of 2023, all right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Don't go away. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Lockdown Zags Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag athletics. I also want to thank all of you who have continued to make Locked On Zags your first listen of the day. I know some of you have been listening to this podcast for over a year now. Some of you are much, much newer to the show either way. I appreciate you checking it out, especially here in late July in the midst of the college basketball offseason. Still plenty of fun stuff to talk about, though, including recruiting, which is something that it's been relatively quiet for the Zags lately, of course. Only one player in the class of 2022, that is Braden Huff, who is not expected to play a huge role in year one. Only one player committed in the class of 2023, that is Dusty Stromer. We'll talk more about him in the second segment, but obviously the staff's got some work to do. They got some kids to go out there and convince to come out to Spokane for the upcoming seasons. One of them, the player we're talking about here in segment number one, is Xavier Booker. Xavier Booker recently released his top 10. He had offers from over 30 different programs. realistically probably could have been offered by basically every Division One program in the country. He is that talented, that ridiculously uh, skilled as a basketball player. He's six foot ten. He's a big man from Indianapolis. 24-7 Sports has him number three in the class of 2023. A couple other places have him as high as two. Uh, not a lot of places have him lower than five or six. This is one of the best players in the class of 2023. Uh, he's drawn the unicorn label uh, so often. Uh, players, we're going to see that even more and more now as we see more of these seven foot tall, skilled, very, very skilled big men. I'm uh, speaking with Jason Jordan on the on a re- recent episode of Locked on Zags podcast talking. He's the uh, recruiting coordinator for Sports Illustrated. We were talking about Booker and that kind of comparison to Chet Holmgren a little bit. Uh, he has narrowed his list down to 10. The Zags are, of course, on that list. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be talking about him. Uh, other schools on the list include Oregon, Purdue, Ohio State, Auburn, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Indiana. So we're talking about a pretty darn good list of basketball programs, some blue bloods in there. Michigan, Michigan State are always very, very big players for high-level recruits. Of course, Oregon and the Nike money that they have, always an opportunity there. Uh, so he's he's talked about each and every one of these schools. Uh, he had a really great quote about his experience at Mark at Gonzaga. He talked about his relationship with Mark Few, his relationship with Roger Powell and Stephen Gentry, the assistants who came out and have checked him out the last couple of weeks. I'm going to read another quote. This was said to Joe Tipton of On3, another recruiting service out there. Uh, I'm just going to read the quote that he said directly. He said, they compare me to Chet and I see the similarities. We have similar frame, almost the same height, pretty much the same skill set. We're obviously different in our own ways, but I definitely see the resemblance there. And then he, he goes on to say, I really like what they're doing with their program. They've had a lot of guys similar to me come out there in one or two years and go to the NBA. So I definitely think it's somewhere I could thrive. So that's obviously excellent that he sees the comparison to Chet Holmgren. He understands why the coaching staff would be interested in him. And he sees that 
there have been a lot of very successful big men in the last couple of years who have gone to Gonzaga. Of course, Chet Holmgren is a very notable example, but he was going to be a one and done wherever he went to college. Zach Collins is perhaps a more notable example, a guy who didn't even start at Gonzaga, came off the bench behind Shemek Karnowski, but still had enough of an impact and did enough specifically in the NCAA tournament to to be a guy who ends up being a one-and-done, kind of a surprise one-and-done for the Zags. Certainly, you can look at DeMontis Sabonis, you can look at Kelly Olenek, you can look at Brandon Clark, you can look at even guys who didn't stick a lot in the NBA like Kyle Wilcher and Jonathan Williams. Like You can look at those guys and kind of see how this program can somewhat quickly prepare you to be an NBA player. And I think another selling point for the Zags specifically regarding Booker is that their their front court's pretty wide open starting in 2023. Drew Timmy's probably not going to be back after this year. Technically, he could come back for a fifth season. I think it would be it would be very surprising to see him back after this upcoming season. Anton Watson is going to graduate again. He could in theory come back. I don't think that he will, but again, it is impossible to know exactly what it's going to happen a year from now. But if we assume both Timmy and Watson are out the door, that's going to leave plenty of minutes to go around in the front court. There's still a lot of guys who are going to be competing for those spots. Efton Reed is almost certainly going to step into a starting role and play a big role after this upcoming season. You have Braden Huff, who will be a sophomore. And then, of course, you have the two juniors in Ben Gregg and Caden Perry. Depending on health, depending on development for those two guys, we could see kind of what a role would look like for them. Booker's going to play over all of those guys. If he were to come to Gonzaga, it's because he's going to step in and be a starter right away. He's not going to play behind any of those guys if he were to come, but you can see where a role could easily fit for him. And certainly him alongside Efton Reed, based on their skill sets, I think makes a lot of sense and I think could really, really be a good fit. Michigan State is kind of considered the front runner here, but from folks that I've talked to, including Jason Jordan and a handful of other sites, there's just not a lot of immediate consensus. It's still fairly early. He's kind of a late bloomer. Those guys sometimes take a little bit longer to make their decisions, which is understandable. They're trying to weigh all of their options. Uh, but I, I, Gonzaga is definitely in play here. They've talked to him multiple times. They've kind of sold him on the program. The development of the bigs that have happened at Gonzaga over the last 10 years should entice any big man to seriously consider Gonzaga. You'd be foolish not to, quite frankly. Uh, But there's going to be a lot of great suitors for Xavier Booker. There's going to be a tough one for Mark Few and the staff to really nail down and secure. Uh, But he's, he's worth it. He's worth pursuing aggressively. He's worth putting in the time, the energy, because if they can get this kid to come to campus, if he can be, he's probably a one and done, maybe a two and done if things don't quite go according to plan in year one. But most guys who are ranked top five in their recruiting class, they're they're going to end up being guys who 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 bounce after a year. Certainly, the Zags have had some very high level five five star recruits who didn't leave after one year. Two of them are on this current roster in Nolan Hickman and Hunter Salas. But again, it's not the norm. And I think Booker would be a guy that Gonzaga is viewing as, hey, you're going to come in and you're going to dominate for us for one season, and then you're going to go to the professional ranks. And, and they have a track record of doing that with guys like Chet Holmgren, like Zach Collins, and so I think that like Jalen Suggs. So I think there's there's a good reason to believe that Gonzaga is is not just on this list performatively. They're on this list because they are genuinely somebody that Xavier Booker is considering for his college destination. And I think that the fit here is very obvious. 
All right, in the second segment, we're going to discuss Dusty Stromer, the current only player in the class of 2023 for the Zags. Uh, we're going to discuss Caden Cooper, another priority recruit for the Zags. And we're going to discuss Hunter Salas because all three of those guys are participating in Damian Lillard's new exclusive basketball camp called Formula Zero. We're going to talk all about what that is and what it means for Gonzaga in the second segment. But before we get there, let's talk about Bet Online. College basketball may be deep into the offseason, but the MLB, WNBA, and MLS seasons are heating up into the summer months. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. They even have lines for coaching changes across every major sport, so even in the offseason, you can get your fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, segment two, still Andy Patton, still locked on Zag, still talking recruiting here in the last few days of the month of July. There is a new basketball camp. There seems like there's basketball camps cropping up all the time, but this is a very, very exciting one, particularly for Gonzaga fans and hybrid Portland Trailblazers fans, which is definitely my niche. Not everybody's niche specifically, but Damian Lillard has started a new basketball camp. It is called Formula Zero. It is taking place in Portland between August 3rd and August 7th. It is exclusive They are very specific to brand themselves as not your typical basketball camp. It is not just pay to play or pay to participate. This is an invitation only exclusive basketball camp for 20 high school basketball players and 20 college basketball players. The college basketball players are called counselors, but they are also working on and improving their game as well while working with the incoming high school players. The reason that that is important is because Two players with very specific ties to Gonzaga and a third player who could be a Zag in the future are three of the 20 players participating in this event, or three of the 40 players, I should say, participating in this event. Very exciting to have the Zags all over this kind of event. Dusty Stromer, of course, is one of the high school players participating. He is committed to join the Zags in the class of 2023. Caden Cooper is also going to participate in this event. He is an uncommitted prospect in the class of 2023 where the Zags are very heavily involved. And then Hunter Salas is also going to participate as well. So for Caden Cooper, who's going to be at this event in Portland in the West Coast, he's from Oklahoma, so he doesn't spend a lot of time on the West Coast. He comes out here, he gets to play alongside, you know, he gets to be play under Damian Lillard's tutelage. He gets to improve under him. He gets to play alongside Dusty Stromer, who could be his potential teammate in Spokane. And he gets to play alongside Hunter Salas or get coached by, watched by Hunter Salas, a player who who has made tremendous improvements, a player from the Midwest who has come to Spokane. Cooper's from Oklahoma, not the Midwest. I'm not going to pretend I'm a geography expert. I know they're not next to each other, but being around somebody who has chose to come all the way across the country to Spokane and who is having, who had a good freshman year, but is 
improved his game, has gotten better, is ready to take on a bigger role in year two. This all seems like really, really good natural salesmanship that could occur between Stromer, between Salas, and selling Caden Cooper on coming to Spokane. Cooper's going to be a tough sell. There's a lot of money involved in NIL. There's a lot of programs that are very interested in him. He's also a late riser. The Zags are very, very good at identifying players who rise up the ranks as their high school careers continue. Dusty Stromer is a great recent example of that, but this happened with Dominic Harris. This happened with Julian Strother. This has happened with a Zach Collins, was a four-star until the very end when he became a five-star well after he had committed to Gonzaga. This is something that the coaching staff continues to be absolutely excellent at. Caden Cooper is a guy who's late, who's kind of late rising. The Zags have been in on him on a while. He visited Spokane during Hoop Fest weekend, so he got to come to the greatest basketball city on the planet during the greatest basketball weekend on the planet as well. Very, very excited that he got to be there for that. So I think this is great. This is great news, obviously, not just for the fact that these guys are all going to get better at basketball. It's only a five-day camp, but learning from Damian Lillard, learning from the other players at this camp, like... Obviously, the Dusty Stromer, Caden Cooper part of it is is significant because if, if this camp has any in any way, shape or form helps convince Cooper to pack his bags and move to Spokane, that is tremendous. We all owe a gratitude to Damian Lillard if that ends up happening because this kid is the real deal. But I'm honestly really excited about what this is going to do for Hunter Salas, too. We've already talked at length on this podcast, on the website, scorezagscore.com. Check it out if you haven't yet. We've talked about Hunter Salas. We've talked about the improvements that he needs to make, the improvements that he is making, and what kind of role he could have in year two. Getting to spend five days alongside Damian Lillard is a pretty darn good start, but it's not just Dame. The other the other college basketball players who are participating in this event is a litany of really, really talented players. We're talking Caleb Love from North Carolina. We're talking Keontae George. George from Baylor. We're talking Graham Ike from Wyoming. We're talking Jalen Wilson from Kansas. Those are just a few of the really, really talented basketball players who are participating in this event. All of those guys are going to sharpen iron, sharpen iron, sharpens iron. That's the phrase. All these guys are going to make each other better. Hunter Salas is going to get better purely by being around these guys for five days. He's going to get a chance to learn more about Dusty Stromer. There's a chance that Stromer and Salas do not play together. Salas could very easily play his way out of Gonzaga this year and into the NBA draft if he has the kind of season many believe he is capable of. And we're, of course, talking about a guy who was a top 10 recruit in his class, the first and only five-star in the state of Nebraska's history. This is a very talented basketball player. Not Wouldn't be surprising at all to see him be among the first 30 players selected in the 2023 NBA draft. But there's also a chance that he plays more of a reserve role again or opts to return to school. Certainly, we've seen guys make surprise decisions to come back to school we saw it a few months ago with Julian Strother and Drew Timmy, in which case Salas would come back to a team that does include Dusty Stromer. That may include Caden Cooper if things go go according to plan uh, at the Formula Zero camp this, this month. So this is very exciting for the Zags. This is very exciting for, for Salas to get an opportunity to work alongside some elite college basketball players and, of course, one of the best point guards in the NBA and Damian Lillard. It's great for Dusty Stromer to get those same experiences, and it's great for the Zags that Caden Cooper's going to be there, that he's going to see two players who are speaking the love language of Spokane, talking about how excited they are for the upcoming season, how excited they are for their career uh, under Mark Few at Gonzaga in Spokane, all of that. So this is one of those things that it may not work, 
Caden Cooper may still end up going to Michigan State, Michigan, wherever he ends up going. Uh, but it's still a very cool opportunity for the Zags to, to for two two key pieces for the Zags' future to get better in front of Damian Lillard, in front of a, a high-level, high-performance basketball camp for a week. And it could land the Zags a really, really high-level recruit as well, which is just an added bonus, a win-win for Spokane and for the Zags. We're going to come back in the third and final segment of the show. We got two other class of 2023 recruits that I want to talk about. They're players the Zags have formerly made offers to, but we haven't really discussed them much on the podcast. So we're going to look at who they are, what kind of basketball players they are, and what they would bring to Spokane if they were to commit right after this. All right, segment three, still Andy Patton, still locked on Zags, and we're still talking recruiting, specifically class of 2023 recruits. We talked Xavier Booker in segment one, who listed Gonzaga among his top 10. We talked about Caden Cooper and what his participation in Damian Lord's Formula Zero camp could mean for the Zags. And now here, segment three, we got two more players to talk about. First up, is a player the Zags offered quite a while ago. I believe it was back in April that they extended him a formal offer. That is guard Wesley Yates. Yates is a six foot four combo guard out of Beaumont, Texas. He is number 31 in the class of 2023 per 24-7 sports. So right around the top 30, top 40 range for Yates. Uh, the, the scouting report on him is excellent. He's a big bodied score. He's 6'4", 200 pounds. So he's a big dude. He's a strong physical dude. He's filled out in his body already. Uh, he's an excellent scorer. He's a bit of a streaky outside shooter, but I'm going to give you a secret here. Most 18-year-olds are streaky outside shooters. It's very rare to see a guy be a knockdown, consistent outside shooter at that age. It's just unusual. Corey Kispert was a streaky shooter in college. Look what he turned into, or in high school, excuse me. Look what he turned into by the time he finished college. So streaky shooter is not something that really concerns me. Uh, he's already demonstrated the ability to shoot from NBA range, which is fantastic. He can get to the rim well. He's a very, very good athlete. He plays above the rim at times. He's working on his defense. Defense. Uh, the scouting report believes he could be a very good secondary ball handler. We talked on a recent episode of Locked On Zags about how Gonzaga's most successful seasons have had them playing a lineup with primarily two point guards, certainly Nigel Williams-Goss and Josh Perkins in 2017, Jalen Suggs and Andrew Nembhard in 2021. So Wesley Yates being a secondary ball handler, a guy who you can give the rock to and let him create, or he can kind of play more of an off-ball role as well. That really fits in well with what Gonzaga looks for in their guards, what they want to do offensively, so it definitely makes some sense. Now, Yates has got over 20 offers, including one from Gonzaga, of course, but he's only taken three visits. His three visits are to the University of Washington, to Stanford, and to Auburn. Kind of a unique group of schools that he's visited. Again, more than 20 programs have made offers to him. A lot of very, very blue blood, high level, top tier programs. Uh, until he visits Gonzaga, it's a little hard to to know how serious he is about coming to Spokane. So he's kind of up in the air right now. He's been a target for the Zags for a few months, but and he's been playing extremely well out on the circuit, uh, participating in summer tournaments and the like. But we haven't really heard any progress in terms of where he's going to attend school. So it's kind of just a wait and see moment for us right now with Yates. But he's the kind of guy who, who would be a very, very impactful player in Spokane as soon as he shows up uh, if he decides to make that decision. 
Last but not least is J.J. Taylor. Uh, J.J. Taylor is a guy who's very quietly been on the radar for the Zags, hasn't been talked about all of that much. Uh, He's number 29 in the class of 2023, so just two spots ahead of Wesley Yates. Again, this is according to 247 Sports. There are many other recruiting sites out there that have slightly different rankings for some of these guys, but Taylor's generally in the top 25, top 40-ish range uh, for prospects in the class of 2023. He's a 6'8 small forward from Simi Valley, California, has a similar build and kind of body type to Julian Strother and a little bit Corey Kispert as well. Uh, Certainly what Corey Kispert looked like coming out of high school, at least. I think there's, again, the Zags have really utilized these kind of 3-4 hybrid small ball 4 type players like Kispert and Strother both were. And so he would fit into that, that mold quite well. Right now, Taylor has 16 offers. Uh, The list of schools that have made offers to him is expansive and very, very excellent. Uh, A handful of them include Duke and Kentucky and Kansas and Florida, Michigan State, Michigan. So you're talking about some of the top tier programs in the entire country, some of the best coached, highest financially driven, motivated programs that exist out there. So certainly going to be a tough sell uh, for the Zags. This is, if there is an area of weakness for Gonzaga from a recruiting perspective, it is kind of the like, bigger wings. This has been an area that has been hard for them. Strother and Kispert are are very prominent counterexamples to this in the sense that they were big wings that Gonzaga successfully recruited and they were big domestic wings that they were able to recruit. Uh, certainly Rui Hachimura would count as an excellent wing, but he was an international recruit, which is something the Zags have always kind of been ahead of the curve with regards to international recruiting until recently when they've focused a bit more on, on you know, United States-born players. But the kind of the big wings is, is definitely an area the Zags have, have not had as much success. They're great at recruiting bigs. They're great at recruiting point guards, but they've often kind of used the grad transfers to find some of their wings. Rasir Bolton, Byron Wesley, Jordan Matthews, etc. have kind of fit more into to that mold a little bit. So this would be a huge win. For the Zags to land a top 30, any top 30 recruit is a big win for Spokane and for Gonzaga, obviously. But to land a six foot eight wing, a California kid uh, with his size, with his skill set, uh, I think would be excellent. It uh, doesn't look great right now, to be honest. J.J. Taylor's uh, only taken one visit and it was to Kentucky. Uh, that's potentially a sign that that's where he's interested in going. Kentucky has a loaded class in 2023, which I don't know whether that's good or bad. Taylor may think, hey, I want to go to a program that already has a bunch of other dudes. We're going to all win a championship together, which I understand that thought process. He may also think, hey, there's a whole bunch of guys there already. I want to go somewhere where I'm going to play right away. And that would that would be an argument for Gonzaga. They're going to probably not have Julian Strother by the time he's there. Uh, the wing position might be a little up in the air. Obviously, Stromer will be around, but he's 6'4", so he plays more of the two-guard position. Taylor, again, could be a small wall four, could even play some traditional three. I think Gonzaga being able to step in and say, hey, you're going to have a role right away. You're going to play instantly. Look at what we've done to guys like Julian Strother, who is barely a top 50 recruit in his class, and now he's probably going to be a first-round pick next year. Corey Kisper was outside the top 100 in his recruiting class. He became a, a nearly lottery pick, 15th overall pick after four years in college. So Gonzaga doesn't have any problem developing the six foot eight wings. That's not the issue at all. Those two guys are very prominent examples of, look, we turn these guys into bona fide NBA players. Strother's not there yet, but barring a collapse in year three, he's going to get there. He's going to be an NBA player. And so for the staff to be able to say, look what we've done with these guys. Look at our success level with this kind of player. 
you come here, look, you'll be here in a year or two or three, maybe, but you'll be there. You'll be ready to be an NBA player. That's a pretty strong argument that the staff has. They're hit, they're batting not quite a thousand, but over the last couple of guys they've had who kind of fill that role, who fit that position, they're batting pretty close to a thousand. And that's a, that's a pretty strong argument. Uh, the only other school that really has, has, some strong interest is Illinois. There seems to be interest on both sides there. So Kentucky and Illinois are the front runners in this at this point. Uh, but Gonzaga obviously fits a lot of molds that that would make some sense here. They like this kind of player. He would probably develop into an NBA caliber talent. That's what Gonzaga has done in recent years. So it definitely makes some sense for him to come to Spokane. But right now that doesn't look into, again, same with Yates until he visits or schedules a visit. It's hard to to know how seriously Gonzaga is really in the mix here. All right, that is going to do it for me today. Uh, for more on recruiting, for more on Formula Zero, for more on just everything that's going down with the Zags, if you want to talk pro Zags, Courtney Vandersloot, what's going on with the MLB guys, or of course the current roster, go check out my new website, scorezagscore.com. There is two to three new articles every single day, so there's always fresh content for you to read. Uh, check it out uh, wherever, just on any browser, scorezagscore.com, very, very easy to find. Way more fun stuff coming later this week here on the podcast. We're going to talk Malachi Smith. We're going to talk about the upcoming roster and some potential lineup situations that I foresee for the future right here on the Locked on Zags podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. Check it out there if you haven't yet. Finally, thank you again to all of you who have made Locked on Zags your first listen of the day. Locked on WCC may not exist yet, but you can get more informed on the West Coast happenings by making Locked on Pac-12 your second listen of the day. Host Spencer McLaughlin and the local experts of Locked on take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes, five times per week. All right, thank you all for listening, and go Zags!